Ahoy, ahoy. Welcome to Head Games, the Science and Psychology of Sports. I'm Dr. Brett Levine, joined as always by Dr. Ben Rosenberg. Ben, how are you? I'm doing well, Brett. Really excited to have our, our guest here, TJ, with us. Yeah, uh, I was going to say there's somebody else in the room with us, and I hope we're not getting Zoom bombed, although I'm not sure at this point. <laughs> um, so uh, pretty exciting. This is our first guest. Um, uh, TJ is a, a former high school and college basketball player. He's got a master's degree in sports administration. He's a former basketball coach, principal, father, children's author. You're a podcaster of the mm -hmm. 2% podcast, uh, future commissioner of the NBA. TJ, welcome to the pod. Thank you guys for having me. It's my, my resume sounds a lot better than I actually am. That's for sure. I don't believe that, but <laughs> you, can be you can be modest if you want. We shall see. <laughs> so uh you know normally we, i think we touch on some news and then we get into the topics today the news and the topics are basically the same thing uh first we're gonna be talking about cam newton to the patriots oh my god uh and then we're gonna be yeah. talking about the nba and the major league baseball schedules during covid and the intricacies of uh how we're going to get people to play basketball and baseball during a pandemic. Right. Uh, but I'll, I'll start this off and I want to, TJ, I want to get your, your take on, on Cam to um, New England. So, you know, here's Cam in Carolina. He's doing the Superman thing in the back of the end zone. He's dabbing. Uh, he's really this big personality there, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he's got the babushka headscarf. Like so, he's, he's the man. Extensive uh, hat collection. <laughs> yeah haberdasher definitely for sure uh, his, his swag i think is the most polarizing out of any nfl player right nba guys are on a different level but cam's style for the nfl is just so far out there and it's like either you absolutely fucking hate it or you're like guys kind of got swag only because he's a quarterback true That's only because he's a quarterback true. <laughs> yeah so he's got this, I mean, he's got this flair. We can talk mm -hmm. a little bit about his personality, but I mean, you mix his personality with now a really, you know, equally strong culture with New England Patriots. And um, this feels a little weird, right? You have, you know, strong personality meeting, you know, some strong culture um, in another place. Question for you is um, how does this mix? Um, do you think that he's going to be a fit in New England? Uh I don't, you know, I, I really don't know. I mean, it's kind of a, just on the outside looking in, it looks like it's a square peg round hole type of deal. But if you know the Patriots history, they kind of take flyers on guys like this, you know, the Corey Dillons of the world, Randy Moss, they had a B that for a game or two. Um, so it's not abnormal. And I think the reason for that is because they like to get guys who are coming off of, you know, maybe a rough year or some, some issues off the field, maybe even on the field in Randy Moss's case, because they're cheap. And so if it works, then they win, right? And Bill Belichick seems like a genius. And if it doesn't work, it's fine, because even Cam's contract is really, really incentive-laden. Um, I don't know if the incentives are reachable or if they're Ricky Williams incentives. <laughs> you would never, <laughs> ever, ever get to them, right? But... Either way, it doesn't really hurt the Patriots. So I'm hoping it works. Uh, I, do, I do hope it works because, as you said, with his swag, with people think quarterbacks are supposed to look a certain way, be a certain way. Yeah. Uh, people still struggle 
with uh, the Ravens quarterback, and they, they don't really know how to take him. And Cam sure. is one of those guys that he had such a good year in 2015 with the Panthers going 15-1, and one, and people set this bar for him, but really he's been kind of the same throughout his whole year. And before he got hurt, he was having one of his best seasons. Right in 2018, he had uh, he was run he was running fairly well, but it, it on average he wasn't running as much. Maybe that's for the injury, but really it's just a guy that got hurt. Um, mm-hmm. And football kind of turns over like that, right? They go 15 and one one year, the next year they go two and 14 because right. they just the contracts you have to pay the quarterback, and when yeah. you pay the quarterback, that means you pay no one else, and right. and so it's just one of those things. But um, I hope it works because I do think that he is on a short leash because of the things we talked about, like his, his swag. His swag is one of those things that is like, whoa, look at, look at Cam. He's dabbing. He's, he's pulling out the Superman sign. Or it's like, look at Cam. He's dabbing. Yeah. He's pulling out the Superman sign, right? So just <laughs> yeah, like the Super Bowl, yeah. the Super Bowl, leading up to Super Bowl, he was the darling. He had, he had a signature shoe as a football player. That is mm. rare, yeah. right? Yeah. Especially yeah. as a quarterback, too, because quarterbacks are habitually not very cool, unless you're Michael Vick. Um, and so he – but then in the Super Bowl, after the Super Bowl, when they lost, it was right back to, yeah. look at this guy, right? right. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he, when, it, when it's all going well, he's dabbing and stuff when it goes – and that's what can happen in New England because New England mm-hmm. is so used to Tom Brady that oh, they're yeah. going to compare him to Tom Brady, for better or for worse. And if he does yeah. well – awesome if he doesn't do the minute he doesn't do well it can go bad yeah. it can go mm-hmm. badly because the patriots are one of those teams that they're, they're covered a lot and they're, they're the boston fan base on all sides is, is one of those fan bases that's pretty rabid um not not to mention the thing socially you know <laughs> I, I don't know if i could ever envision cam newton in 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 New England, it's almost like Allen oh, Iverson man. playing for the Spurs. You know, it's just one of those <laughs> things that just you just you wouldn't you wouldn't put it together, right? Yeah. You wouldn't you wouldn't really put it together. So, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, you know, you know, one it thing does that feel I, like a mismatch. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. I, I, want, I was going to say one thing that I remembered um, as I was thinking about this stuff. Cam to New England is in the Super Bowl. One of the main things he was criticized for. I don't know if you guys remember this. Is there was a fumble that he didn't like didn't dive on right. And in the immediate kind of aftermath of the game, all these sports writers and everybody's like, nah, there's no way he didn't intentionally dive on it, right? Like he, he must have not realized or whatever. Right. He comes out and says like, nah, actually, I didn't dive on that shit. Which <laughs> is, I mean, A, it's in a way kind of good for him for saying that, but at the same time, it's not a good look, especially in New England, right? Like I think to your right. point, TJ, like that approach really doesn't fit the culture of New England, which is always been about the hoodie and just grind 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 Mm -hmm. and they don't really have a history of having guys that are sort of showy um and when they do they're kind of short-lived typically right and their time there yeah right yeah i was looking into uh what was resonating with me was like it was about fit right like i think the the theme of our conversations is like what does it mean for, you know, this guy who he's got, a, he's already got a legacy in, in Carolina. So, I mean, he didn't win a Super Bowl. He, I'm sure he wants to, but like, I think he's got a legacy already in Carolina. Um, different than like, I think different than um, a Lamar Jackson situation because right. Lamar Jackson might be, you know, a, a, a strong personality or Baker Mayfield might be a strong personality, but those guys are just starting out. Right. Yeah. And I think that's different. 
you've already got something established with with Cam in Carolina, and obviously something really established with um, you know the New England Patriots. So I found um, this uh, organizational psychology literature on organization fit, mm. and it's pretty straightforward. It's basically mm. like how well do people fit with certain things, like their vocation or their job mm -hmm. or their group or their organization, right? So, um, you know, does Ben fit as being a psychologist or would he have made a better plumber? He probably would have made a better plumber, right? <laughs> that's a, I do like to show my ass crack as much as possible, so. <laughs> I've been looking at it for the last 15 minutes. That's, that's, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So there's that debate about, about the person at each level. And I think mm -hmm. with this case with Cam, there's something to be said, or there's some literature to look into in terms of what does it mean in terms of person and organization fit. And um, there's sort of these, like there's, there's four levels to it. And there's gotta be congruency between the organization and the person based on things like, and this makes sense, I think, values, interests, needs, and abilities. Hmm. And if you, I mean, if you start with the Patriots, right? You're like, all right, well, we need a quarterback who can basically be like a Tom Brady. Can he, you know, does he have the abilities to be basically a pocket passer and the Belichick system? I think so. I think Cam checks those boxes. Do the needs align? I think Cam wants to win a fucking Super Bowl. He, yeah. he went a few years ago, didn't get it. The Patriots want to win it every year. So that's a And check. they need a quarterback. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about Stidham in a second, but they, they, <laughs> yeah. they need a quarterback well, for sure. But like you said, like it, they could, it's a roll of the dice. It's a one-year contract. They do it need is. a quarterback. It's really the same thing with, with interests. I think mm -hmm. the organization is interested in winning uh, the Super Bowl. So is Cam. The last one is interesting, though, which is, which is the values. And uh, TJ, I think you touched on this, or I think it was Ben. Uh, everyone knows what the values are of the Patriots, right? It's grind, grind, grind. Yeah. It's do your job. And do your job is you do your job because your job makes other people's jobs easier or other mm -hmm. people are depending mm -hmm. on you to do your job. If you're mm -hmm. an offensive lineman, you are going to be the best fucking offensive lineman you can mm -hmm. because it buys the quarterback time or it clears the path for the running back. It, it you know, takes pressure off the defense, whatever it is. And you know, the question I think is like, does Cam care enough about his teammates to work that hard? I think he does. I think he's right. shown a good work ethic. I think he, you know, he gets any quarterback is going to get flack for showing his workout videos with his shirt off over the off season to be like, okay, here's this, you know, quarterback trying to get a contract or whatever. But like that guy was a team player. That guy wanted to win a Super Bowl. He brought his, he brought the Panthers there. Um, I think he can do it. I think it's going to be a great fit. And, you know, to TJ's point, if it doesn't work out, big deal. It's a year it's a risk. Um, you know, there's other yeah. quarterbacks to be had in, in 2021. So I think it works. I mean, I, I think he values winning. I, th I mean, I think also think Cam Newton can values Cam Newton. But I mean, if you at, at the end of the day, the NFL is one of those leagues to where once you're 30, you're like you're ancient. You're only yeah. supposed to last three years, you know, but uh, on average. But if I mean, if you if your body looked like Cam Newton, you would probably show your workout. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I would, you know, oh, I mean, six, five, two forty. That's what I'm saying. Like he's, he's not, he, he is not a human. Like he's not, he's, I mean, he's won He won in, in Juco. Yep. He won at Auburn and yep. that Auburn team was not full of pros. Yeah. 
No. Right? That Carolina team was pretty good, but you probably can't name 10 guys on that team right now. And that was, what, two two years ago maybe? Two and a half, three three years? And so I I think that – I think his values are winning. I just think that the NFL is is one of those – it's a copycat league. And so sometimes those mindsets – go with it like quarterbacks are supposed to look this way right Colin Cowherd used to have these diatribes about the guys that wear their hats backwards right <laughs> and yeah, yeah. but Cowherd would, would talk about something like that yeah and so Cam Cam Newton has the dreads now you know he yeah. has the, the the tie around his head because he's a he's a kind of a hip-hop quarterback yeah. um because when Michael Vick came in the league it was the same way but Michael Vick is a 6'5 240 Right. You know, he was a small guy that had physical things that would harm him, unlike Cam Newton. Yeah. And I think that if you think about it, really, one of the issues with Tom Brady is when he got hit, he hated it. And it would, yeah. it would mess with his rhythm and it would mess with his mindset. He's over there yelling yeah. and screaming. I'm interested to see if Cam Newton starts to yell and scream at his wide receivers on the same team with the same jersey. How will it be accepted? Yeah. Yeah. What will be the narrative? Will it be he's a me guy, look at Cam Newton, or will it be he's a fiery leader, like they were saying about Tom Brady? But I think, yeah, I think I think winning brings you equity. And so, oh, yeah. but I I do think yeah. that Cam Newton really, I think he wants to win. I, I don't I don't think he will fight this hard to come back from these injuries if he didn't care. He would just yeah. take go on some, you know, I don't know. I think the Browns were another team that called him. He would just go yeah. there, you know. He'd, but, he'd go be a backup somewhere, right? Like. There was talk about him going to back up Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh or something, which like Pittsburgh probably is going to be pretty good again this year. They have Mm -hmm. a really good defense getting Ben back and getting some of their guys back. Like they should be a contender. So yeah, he could go there and sit on the bench, but like, like you said, he's obviously still motivated to get out there and get after it and, and to win. Otherwise he wouldn't have been probably holding out this long for a place where he knew he could probably start. Do you think he would have fit I can't believe the Chargers didn't go in on no. Oh, you're saying the Chargers were going go yeah. in? I mean, yeah, sorry. They're they're saying they're happy with Tyrod Taylor, and they have uh, the kid from Oregon, Herbert, and yeah. they picked in the first round, right? So it's like they feel like they're set. Tyrod's like a game manager, kind of not going to turn the ball over, probably not going to win 13 games, but not going to fuck you over either, kind of QB. So he'll ha- hold the reins right. just like he did for Baker Mayfield. He's Alex Smith. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just look for a reason to replace him. You know, he's, he's per, not going to hurt precisely. you. No, he's not going to hurt enough. you, but he's, he's just going exactly. to roll the boat. But Cam exactly. Newton was the number one pick coming out of college, yeah, and man. it wasn't close. No, you know, so he's close. not just some bum off the streets. He's, he's, yeah. a, he's a dude. Yeah, um, yeah. he's a dude. Yeah. And I, I think – I thought the Steelers would be a great fit because they, yeah. him and Ben are very similar. Yeah, I um, agree. He's, he's just I a little too. bit more mobile. Yeah. You know, I, I honestly wanted him to go there. I thought he'd be a great fit there. And yeah. Ben's 38, maybe. He's coming off arm surgery. Like, let's say he can't make it back, and they're, they're boom, they're right there. Mike Tomlin's super right. strong head coach. Yep. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, TJ. I thought it would have been a super good fit there. But, dude, it's – I'm honestly still kind of in shock he went to New England, ended up in New England. Yeah. Also, Ben is not showing his workout videos with his shirt off either. <laughs> So, didn't he get arrested for doing something like that? Oh, wow, not a, man, uh, he, that is a that is a dad bod special for sure. It's <laughs> so true. As dads, yeah. we can say that, right? As dads, we can because it's a real yeah. thing, right? That's a yeah. real thing. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. You know, but I think, I think he'll be okay. Uh, I, ho- I hope he does okay in New England. 
Yeah, I think Nick Wright, if you guys know who Nick Wright is, the um, sports Mm -hmm. personality, he had the best take on it. He was like, I'm already irritated, um, not only because the Patriots will be good, but because I'll find myself rooting for him. Yeah, it's so true. Absolutely, it's so true. You're just so tired of the Pats, and then you're like, man, I really want this to work because that'd be so cool. It will be dope. To bring, I mean, like TJ, you said, to bring that swag to New England, I think is – super interesting man like mm-hmm. think about they've never had a personality like that that, la- that did anything or lasted there right. in that culture yeah. like uh, the, the image that always comes into my head is bill belichick at the super bowl parade the one year where he's like no days off <laughs> right? like that famous ass clip it's like dude you just won the super bowl again like again <laughs> yeah the, like, the, 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 the image that comes in my head is Tom Brady dancing. You remember when he was dancing with the ponytail? God. <laughs> that's, that's not Cam Newton, right? So just think no. about this. Like Cam Newton runs off the field in his Patriot, Patriot blue, red, white, and blue, and he takes his helmet off yeah. and he has the big dreads. Yeah. That's weird yeah. to see, right? That's hard yeah. to picture. Yeah, you, don't, you don't really yeah. put those two things together. So yeah. I'm hoping it works, though. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, all right, let's jump to schedules. Um, we have uh, Major League Baseball and NBA just released their schedules for uh, this upcoming COVID season. Uh, both of them are going to be abbreviated, I believe. Mm-hmm. Is the NBA going to get – I don't think they're going to finish much of their season. They lost a big chunk of it. Um, and with these schedules came these 100-plus these page documents <laughs> on player guidance in terms of health and safety and all this stuff, which I guess makes sense from a legal standpoint, everybody's trying to cover their ass. Like, don't do this. Don't do that. They're asking baseball players not to spit, which is asking fish not to swim. I don't know how they're going to regulate that. They also said there's, there's no fighting. There's no brawling. (laughs) Are guys stopped from charging the mound anyway? What's going to be the penalty? You're suspended. That's normally the fucking. That's normally the thing. Anyway, um, there's a lot going on here. It, everyone's trying to figure this out. This is the first time I think everyone alive has ever had to deal with this, uh, which is <laughs> live right. their lives and, and plan uh, major league sports schedules around a, a global pandemic. Right. But uh, first question is for you, TJ. There's, mm-hmm. you know, there's lots of these guidance measures going on and all this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, is this going to work? Are we going to see an NBA season? Like, is this going to happen? What do you think? You know, I, I think that they, I think that, the, the resorts are secluded enough to where they'll start, but I don't, I'm not sure they'll finish um, only because that, what is the number? Like what, what, what's the bar to reach where you say, okay, we need to shut this down because the Brooklyn nets are going and they don't even have a team. Like they got like five dudes, you know, me, you uh, probably go get a couple shots up, whatever. <laughs> They're not going to the playoffs anyway. So what, what's I'm the, working on my, I'm right? working on my form. So, so, so think about this though. So now if the nets don't go, cause they're the eighth seed, now they have the Wizards. Oof. Exactly. The Wizards are terrible. <laughs> you don't even know who you're playing. Like, it's hard to even scout the Wizards because you, all you know is Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal, yeah. There's some dudes. Um, so I don't, I'm not sure because how, how, do you, how do you regulate, right? There's, these, there's these, these things in place like you guys touched on on a previous podcast where when they first get there, they have almost up to a 48-hour quarantine in their rooms. Um, for, for two, for two weeks, they can't leave their hotel and they're saying, well, you can play ping pong one-on-one, but not against each other, which is, I mean, not, not doubles, but who plays doubles ping pong anyway, whatever. Seriously. Um, <laughs> and then it's not, it's not a literal bubble, right? So it's not like a Truman show. 
So how do you stop people from leaving and coming and going? And, you know, where you probably see a lot of, you know, models taking pictures in Orlando. Not to mention Florida is, is spiking right now yeah. in their Corona cases. So I'm yeah. not sure if, if that'll work for the NBA. Um, then, then they have the eight, they have the, if you're a high risk, you know, if you're a coach or a staff member that's high risk, they're not even letting you in the bubble or it's just a, it's just a weird, weird situation. Um, there's been the FC Dallas soccer club already has six dudes test positive in Florida. So they had to shut their stuff down. The Denver Nuggets had to shut down their practice facility for guys getting, I mean, it's just, and then baseball, like you said, they, you can't spit. Then they're telling pitchers, don't lick your fingers. And I mean, let's be honest about the brawls. Baseball brawls are a lot of missed punches and standing around. That's true. So That's true. we are the social distancing thing is probably the only <laughs> issue there. Contact is not the issue. <laughs> it's just, a lot of times they, they even socially distance in those brawls. Yeah, they just, All they, they do is just, run out and look and, at each other. And, and they talk to each other a little bit, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, and, and that's, that's guys run from way out in the, in the, in the bullpen for some yeah, weird reason. I mean, yeah. that other, I mean, a bullpen, excuse me. So I don't know, man, I'm not sure if, if, if that makes sense. I, I, I don't know if they'll finish. Um, one thing I read about the major league is that they're not, they're not having crowds, which let's talk about that. The NBA, they're not having crowds. So they're talking about maybe um, doing a tape delay so they can um, mute out the curse words. It's like, no, we need that. Like we need yeah, a, that. That's yeah. entertainment, man. Give me some cursing. Yeah. Yeah. Give me some stuff yeah. that's inappropriate. Maybe put it, do it yeah. like they did the Jordan doc, put it on ESPN, ESPN two. So we can decide. Right. Do you right. want the curse? TVMA baby. Yeah. Let us Dude, know. I want to hear these guys talking shit to each other. Exactly like, right. That's the entertainment value. I think you're right, TJ. Like they have, they almost have to do that. Like what else? What else do we have? People are gonna be eating it up anyways, right? Because we have nothing. Because sports, yeah. Because, because sports. sports. We've been yeah. we've been fiending for this for months, but now, yeah. If they had them talking shit, I mean, just imagine if this happened like during the era of the Jordan Doc, '80s, '90s peak of shit talking some of those guys if you have like gary payton out there talking shits oh my god man, that would yeah. be incredible yeah. tv my god kevin it's Garnett not just terrible KG. Yeah. that would yeah. be awesome yeah oh, that would be great killing it's not people. Just, a, just killing it's, them. it's not just the curse words though it's like i think it's strategy is the reason why teams wouldn't want to do it yeah. and i think it's why you simmons was covering this a, a few weeks ago or months ago whatever it was he was saying like that's why if you ever watch a doc or if you ever watch anything with like NBA coaches, that's why you only hear them going, all right, bear down. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. that's all they yeah. say. It's like, they yeah, don't yeah. want other don't give anything away. Want. Yeah. Yeah. But with, I mean, I guess with all these things, um, Ben, it's what should they be doing away from the field? We have these, these yeah. regulations, but what, what, what do you feel like should happen? Yeah. So, I mean, for, for me as like a, a health psychologists like I think about this stuff a lot right like what are the kind of messaging strategies we should be using and I mean unfortunately the federal nor state governments ask anybody like me what they should be doing and they screwed the pooch but that's a whole other issue <laughs> but the NBA and, the, and, and MLB I think have a chance to give their players some guidance to um, in a way that would at least increase the odds that they could actually have a season, right? And increase kind of what guys understand they can and can't do. So thinking about this from like that sort of scientific perspective, like the way that the leagues could potentially present this information or these messages to the players, because 
as you guys said, they have a hundred plus pages of what they can kind of do and don't do on the field, but there isn't much that they've gotten to dictate their off field behavior. And I think particularly for MLB, this is important because guys are basically living in their houses, right? Like they're not traveling to go to a bubble, like in the NBA, they're living at home. And so it's going to be really hard to not just act how they normally would. So I'm thinking about three strategies in particular, I think that the leagues could really use um, that would be research back that would maybe get the players to listen to them more. So the first is basically to provide a really clear message about what they should be doing that comes from the top. That's really consistent. And again, this is one thing that our government just didn't do from the get go. So tell the players what they can and can't do, be clear about it, be consistent with what that message is, regardless of what it is, whether it's you have to stay at home when you're not playing or if it's you can go to a restaurant or whatever it is, be really clear, be really consistent about it, I think is the first thing. The second, which is something that I really love because I'm super effective, is to tell players kind of the norms. So basically enlist some of the, the top guys that are like thought leaders in their league. So in the NBA, LeBron comes to mind, right? I think Patrick Beverly or somebody was quoted as basically saying, if LeBron says we're playing, we're playing, right? So enlist enlist guys like that, that really have the eye of everybody to get them to act in a certain way and say what they're doing, because everybody else is going to want to live up to that standard. Mm -hmm. They're going to want to live up to that norm, um, basically to avoid ridicule. If they think that somebody is big and is as well known as LeBron or, I'm blanking on who another huge kind of influential name would be. LeBron just keeps coming to mind. Um, But if somebody like that wants to impose that kind of normative behavior, players are going to just sort of automatically live, live up to that. And then the last would be to think about how specifically they're presenting these messages to players and in the, the literature about how to um, persuade people to engage in a particular like healthy behavior, there's something called a gain or a loss framed message. And a gain framed message basically highlights the, the things that players or the things that people would basically gain by engaging in that behavior. So if we're thinking about um, not going out and partying or something like that, the things you have to gain are you can keep playing right? You're not highlighting the fact that, oh, you might feel like crap because you're going to get COVID. You're really focusing on the good things that might come if players engage in these different rules and regulations. So those are really be three approaches I think they could take to get players to actually listen to what they're saying and, and maybe even to take a step back to come up with some more specific rules and guidelines and then use some of those approaches um, to get players to follow that I would think would, would hopefully give them a better shot of really kind of carrying through the whole season. Yeah. Ben, Ben, who's to say that these hundred plus page, you know, rule books about player guidance and safety don't at least check two of those boxes though. Like it, it's consistent, right? Here it is written down in this document and we're giving it to everybody check yeah. um, gains and losses. Like I'm sure there's, you know, there's penalties that they outline in there. Like if you do this, then we will do this, right? Yeah. Like if then statements in there about 
player health and safety. But and you really, you really want to focus to the last point. You really want to focus on the gain, right? And those are primarily mm -hmm. kind of loss framed, which focuses yeah. on like what bad things are going to happen if you do X or if you don't do X. Mm -hmm. and really, you want to mm -hmm. focus on the gain. That tends to be more persuasive to people. But mm -hmm. what and, I mean, and it's not like you hear LeBron like backing these these documents to the to the second point too. It's not like he's out there like no. holding it up right. and like, right. hey, does everybody see this? Right. Make sure no. you read this. Right. Right. Or Chris Paul, for that matter, because I mean, these like yeah. LeBron, one of LeBron's things is team dinners. Right. Yeah. But they're not even allowed to go leave for a team dinner because then they all have to be quarantined for 10 days. And yeah. I mean, with, with, with an already abbreviated season, that's how, how do you I think the MLB did do a good thing. I don't I, the NBA did not do this because I don't even think they can was they added roster spots. Because yes. with, the, with, the, with the season being condensed, there'll be games that are more back-to-back. -back. These guys have been home. And I'm, I'm, I know in my basketball career, there's nothing gets you in shape for basketball yeah. but basketball. Playing. You can yeah. run miles. You can do burpees. You can do whatever you want. Yep. Once you start getting up and down that court, basketball is pretty much interval training. It's, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's combat and it's plyometrics at the same time. Yeah. And so there'll be injuries, per perhaps. I hope not. Um, but I guess I, I, I feel like maybe the product would be tainted a little bit. And yeah. then from then, wh when do you start the, the next season is not slated to start until December 1st. Yeah. So yeah. when do you catch up? Like, when do you, yeah. like, at what point you, now you're going up against the NFL, which has never happened. And so when do you catch up? When is, when is the season going to get started yeah. back at a regular time? It's just, I'm not sure if it's, you know, you, you pose the question, will it work? It probably could. But is it worth it? You know, that's what do you guys think? Yeah. Do you think that it's even uh, with all this stuff, knowing that's what it is, is it even worth trying? I like pushing it back a little bit. I think that's cool to start the NBA season around December because you give way for football to have its time. There's still hockey. Hockey starts in what, October or something like that? Yeah. Um, like that. NBA yeah. can kind of have its own entrance at that point, right? You go December to what is it, July? July. Yeah. 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 Kind of feels like it has its own, you know, like you're right. I think like the consequences of COVID is that in the future you're bumped back, but it kind of feels like it's got its own like time frame now. I don't know. I Makes sense. Like it. Plus 65 yeah. games is plenty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Five games is plenty. And just the yeah. MLB also what they went down to how many games? A hundred? Six, 60. 60? 60. 60. Yeah. A hundred is a good amount for baseball. I mean, 60 is not enough. 60 is not enough. 60 is not enough. 60 is not enough. Um, mm -hmm. Weird shit can happen in 60 right. games in baseball. I mean, you can have a team easily yeah. to, that shouldn't be there going, mm -hmm. you know, 40 it's gonna be awesome. or something. Yeah, yeah. some weird shit's going to happen. Some weird stuff. It'd be happen. hard to buy championships again, that's for sure. Yeah, in a season <laughs> like that, it's yeah. true. I mean, baseball is so built on that long sample and everybody's sort of getting to their average. And that, you know, may not happen in, in 60 games, which will be which will be pretty interesting. TJ, have you ever had a, a time like in your playing career when you had a long layoff like this where you were staying in shape, but like you, you didn't have a chance really to, to, to get out there and play? And then you, yeah. you came back? Absolutely. I mean, one, I had two actually. One, and when I was in junior college, I hurt myself um, going into my, my second year playing. I hurt myself and I was out and it was a pretty bad ankle sprain. Um, and it's at junior college. We don't have trainers. You know, we didn't have rehab. Luckily, my coach's wife was a physical therapist. So I got some rehab. But at the end of the day, I'm 19. 
And I see the guy in junior college, I see the guy ahead of me, you know, doing well. And I'm like, I got to come back, man. I, yeah. you know, and it led to more injuries. What happened? I was never healed. I was never healthy the entire year. I didn't get healthy until the season was over. Yeah. Right. So that's one incident. The second incident was when I moved on to the A&M Corpus Christi, I ended up stopped playing. I quit the team um, for, you know, stupid reasons. But again, I was a young kid, mm-hmm. didn't make the best decisions. And so I, that, that whole year was off. And so I came back the next year and I played at a small school in Abilene and it just wasn't the same. Like my timing was off. Uh, and even more like, you know, you guys are psychologists and my, my mindset was, I was, I was thinking about, I'm not the same. You know, mm. I was thinking that things felt different. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. that I started, com- you know, comparing myself to guys who had been playing and I'm like, I should be better. Yeah. And it just, mm. it just took it, 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 what it does, it breaks up the, the, the routine. I mean, mm-hmm. athletes are very routine individuals. Yeah. And, you know, especially, I mean, even Le- speaking of LeBron, I mean, he has a routine where he spends, you know, a million dollars famously on his body. <laughs> where he does. Yeah. His routine is published and it doesn't even matter because he's going to do it anyway. Well, yeah. here you can't even like, for instance, I have a routine where, and again, the NBA is 88% African-American. And so dudes get their haircuts. Yeah, right. Yeah. And typically people get their haircuts on the same days at the same time, just because mm-hmm. human behavior says you do stuff yeah. to make you feel comfortable. Yeah. Habitual, and man. Those guys aren't there. Yeah. So even that can make you just feel so true. Like this is not right. Like Alan Iverson, going back to Iverson, he, he took his, the girl who braided his hair yeah. and told her, quit your job because I need you wow. on call. And he will fly wow. her to where he was to braid his hair wild, for TV man. games. Now imagine yeah. if he couldn't do that. And you don't yeah. even feel like yourself. Like you just like something's yeah. off and it just it causes you to start thinking about ba- basketball is such a reactive game. You can't have those type of things on your mind. And yeah. so I, I, I think that even the coaches though, I mean, you got to think every guy is not the same. Like Dame Lillard is an awesome player. Dame Lillard said he's been at the house yeah. chilling. Like I could take a couple yeah. shots outside, whatever. Dude, early on in this, I heard <laughs> that, um, that D Wade bought basketball goals for a bunch of heat players um because they didn't they or no it was, sorry it was jimmy butler not d jimmy mm-hmm. butler um bought a bunch of basketball goals for heat players because guys just literally literally didn't have anywhere to get up shots they couldn't go to a gym couldn't go to a facility they didn't have one at their apartment complex or whatever so he bought these like nice ass basketball goals for right. a bunch of players so they at least had somewhere that they could get a shot up Um, And I mean that, you know, to your point, that just shows you how much these routines have been, have been thrown off and, and the potentially long-term impact that'll have as they kind of get back into these games. I mean, basketball is just Shooting specifically is super, super rhythmic. And I mean, Steph Curry had a shooting routine. Ray Allen was really, Ray Allen is almost like a baseball player in his rituals. It's it's, it's crazy. Um, So now to just stop and you have to be home, and be like a dad like a lot of these dudes have kids yeah and they're, they're 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 just by proxy they're 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 yeah. uh companions their wives are almost like single parents yeah you know and then now you have to be home the whole time and then your kids are also home because they're not in school yeah, <laughs> so it's just right. like your whole life has changed and now you drop back into okay we got eight games let's get it right and it's yeah. just not the same it's just not yeah. going to be the same there's no way it can yeah. be the same it's going to be weird yeah. One interesting thing that uh, that I did see 
Brett, we were talking about in our first pod about how, what effect the kind of bubble cities would have, bubble think places would have on, on the teams and the guys. We were talking about injuries, and TJ, you mentioned this too. I saw an early stat come out of, I think it was the Korean Baseball League that's, that's been going for a little bit. Injuries have been up as they've come back in that league. Um, and so maybe that's one early data point speaking to what we were talking about, that as guys' routines got thrown off and they come back into this really high-intensity competition, yeah, things are going right. to go haywire. Their bodies just aren't quite ready for that. Right. I'm worried about it. I mean, it's you mentioned – I mean, TJ mentions routines. I think you were talking about it a few pods ago. Yeah, it's routines, but it's also the the – the addiction, right? Like I have to get back into my routines. So I'm just going to stay in the gym for too long. I'm going to stay yeah. in the batting cage for too long. Yeah. And that can be, you know, that's the extreme as well. So, I mean, so I'll I'm give worried. you a story for players health and safety in, on that regard. And right. not, not to consider uh, still COVID too. Right. Like yeah, that's right. still COVID. It, like that's just a looming thing that, yeah. I mean, you go like, how do you regulate this though? Are there gyms that are sufficient in every hotel room, because even they have the hotels split up to your standings, right? right. That the best teams are in this hotel, whatever, whatever. But <laughs> when I, which is nuts, but whatever. When yeah. I, when I was, um, my, my last year, my, in college, you know, I struggled with rheumatoid. I didn't know what it was at the time because I was 22. So nobody would diagnose me. And so when I finally got to the point that I could lift again and do things, I tried to go right back to where I was, even yeah. the running. So when you, when you, when you when you you really beat your body to shreds as an athlete right you don't really especially in the early 2000s and 99s we didn't have personal trainers we didn't have stre- stretching protocols and all this other stuff and so when i got when i was able to move again the first thing i did was try to go run the exact same workout that i yeah. ended with right yeah. and the only thing i could think about out there was what the hell was i do- why did i do this yeah. like this is yeah. stupid not not at the time why did i ever do this and you couldn't <laughs> it, it's hard to tell an athlete dial it back yeah you rev it up because yeah. you don't feel like you have that in your mind your mind is always even now if i go play basketball now my mind is saying kill this yeah. guy totally. my body is saying go sit down yeah we're not going to kill anybody <laughs> yeah, we're going to we're going to sit here we're going to stretch some maybe get some ice yeah you know yeah. that's it that's just yeah it, it is hard to just cut that off you can't yeah you, you've been yeah. built like a machine but then you got guys like zion williamson Listen, my family's from South Carolina. <laughs> Diane Williams from South Carolina. I can guarantee you he was not eating good. He was, <laughs> you see his body? Obviously, healthy. he wasn't eating good. He was not eating healthy, should I say. And <laughs> he, didn't, he, didn't, he, he was eating good. He was eating good. He was eating healthy. He's a big boy. He, didn't, yeah. he, didn't have, he doesn't have that margin for error, right? He already struggled with injuries. Yeah, man. And, 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 and so that, and they, and they sent him there because he's like the golden child, right? He's on the NBA yeah. 2K 21 yeah. cover because you got to sell this guy because of his yeah. his potential yeah. of of marketing dollars but that kid there's a high risk for him to be hurt yeah and with his body style that could be lingering you know yeah, yeah. everybody's not lebron everybody don't have that discipline like yeah. lebron does right <laughs> or right. the money no i'm scared it's it's scary <laughs> it's a scary proposition for sure TJ, you have set the bar so high for guests on this show. Um, <laughs> Thank you. This Thank has you. been a blast, man. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks so yeah, much for joining really us. Really Thank you all for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. You want to talk about the talk about your pod? Oh, well, yeah, we do have – I have a pod with my, my, my friend and coworker, Talil. We have the 2% podcast, which is, touches on things 
um, concerning education from an African-American male standpoint. The name derives from only having 2% of black males be the teaching population, which is problematic. But I mean, you have to go over to that podcast, which we are on um, Spotify, we're on iTunes, and we're, we're working on getting the YouTube together. Um, so check it out, man. We, we, we just got done with season one. We do book reviews. We talk about current events. And then we have a segment where we just kind of have fun because teachers like to talk trash in the teacher's lounge is hopefully you were never the student that they said, this kid is an idiot. Well, he's never going to pass, whatever. <laughs> just get him out of high school. You don't want to be that guy, but it, it happens. So 2% podcast is our podcast. And if you have a kid, I also have a children's book like they told you about before, which Bradley knows everything, which is on uh, Amazon. And I'm actually finishing up book number two. Hey, so things nice. are going well. Congrats. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. When's it coming nice. out? Uh, hopefully September. It's at the Illustrator now, and I don't like no. to get in. I don't like to get in artist way, so I just, mm. you know, I let the artist kind of do whatever she's gonna do. That's um, awesome. She's she's one of my teacher's daughter, one of my coworkers' daughter, and cool. she, her, name, her name is Gabby Walters, and she she's awesome. That's know, great. So. Same same girl that or same woman. Same girl. The, I don't want to. I don't awesome, want to change anything. That's great. Yeah. Because uh, she captured. That's that's really how my son looks, pretty much. So that's cool. It nice. works. You're gonna fly her out just like Alan Iverson. Wherever I'm you are, you she absolutely. <laughs> she's gonna be my personal braider. <laughs> Your personal il- personal illustrator. Illustrator. I need you to yeah, draw. There you go. Draw. 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 But yeah. you know she's she's awesome and and uh you know this has been a great opportunity. So I thank you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. We appreciate having you. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. And you're on Twitter at according to void. That's right. Uh, which is my blog. On, so. And your yeah. blog as well. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're mm-hmm. on Twitter at head game psych. You can find me on Twitter at Dr. Brett Levine. You can find that guy on Twitter at BD mm-hmm. Rosenberg PhD. Please comment below uh, if you have questions or comments about today's show, or if you have ideas about future topics that you'd like us to discuss. Make sure to uh, subscribe. Uh, You can also read a lot of our content on Psychology Today. Look up Head Games and we're blogging over there. Show was edited and produced by Joshy Boy, Josh Baca. Thanks so much, Josh. And thanks, you guys. Thanks so much for watching. Take it easy.